Hey, mompreneurs, welcome to part one of this episode where we hear from an internationally best-selling author as she shares the story of how she got to be where she is today, the challenges she faced on that journey, and how she overcame them. Have you ever felt so overwhelmed with being a mom and an entrepreneur that you didn't know where to start? If so, you're not alone. I spent a number of years figuring it out the hard way, and now you don't have to. The thing is, I'm not the only mompreneur who has faced challenges to overcome. Join me on this journey as we build a society of mompreneurs who turn their mess into their message, building a business that gives them the time freedom that they deserve and the quality of life that they desire. My name is Derica, and this is the Mompreneur Society. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Mompreneur Society. Today's guest is Lauren Golden. Lauren Golden is the fearless leader of the Free Mama movement and a thriving, which is a thriving community of tens of thousands of women who don't want to choose between family and financial stability. I love what her mission is. Her mission is simple. Lauren wants to ensure that no mother ever has to sacrifice time with her babies in order to provide for them. So Lauren, thank you so much for being here because that right there, like when I read your mission and the other things that you do, like I just, yeah, you are just so awesome. And I just love that. Um, that's what you are about. So thank you. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I love <laughs> what I do and I love to get to meet other people and share my story. And um, I think most importantly, remind moms that they're not alone because I think so much of motherhood and so much of business can feel really isolating. Mm -hmm. You can feel alone. Um, but the more people I talk to and the more I get to open up and people open up to me, I realize that we have shared fears and yes. overwhelm and emotions. Mm -hmm. So the more we talk about it, the more we normalize it and right. we can pick up on each other's yes. things that are working. <laughs> right. Exactly. That's, that's actually, that's the whole basis of why this podcast even exists. Like I just want to moms to know that, yeah, like you said earlier, there are hard things to do. You can do hard things and you're not alone in that. And, you know, this is how I got through it. And, you know, just want to be like that inspiration to show the women that they can get through it too. So I just love that. Awesome. awesome. <laughs> All right. So let's just go ahead and get into the interview. Like, um, you know, for me, because I'm just, you know, getting to know more about you. Know, there's so many more cool things um, that I was just reading from your introduction. But for me and for everyone else, like kind of give us a story of, you know, um, how you got to be where you are today. <laughs> well, do you want, how long do we have? <laughs> um, I, I mean, it really does go all the way back to my childhood, but okay. we'll flash forward, but I grew up with a stay-at-home mom and an entrepreneur father. And awesome. looking back now, I'm like, wow, this really was just, to me, what the free mama is, is it's the hybrid of those two things, right? It's being able to be home, whether you choose to keep your children home as a stay-at-home mm -hmm. mom, or you choose to have support with a daycare or, or preschool or whatever, that's right. your decision. It's not one size fits all, but it's right. about having the choices to be there because when, after my first kiddo was born and I actually became a mom, mm -hmm. that was not my reality. I, we, we relied on two incomes. My husband and I never even had a conversation about what it would look like for me to stay home because we already had a mortgage and we right, yeah. do math. So we knew <laughs> that, that was just not, not in the cards for us. Uh -huh. And I had a lot of guilt and shame and even some resentment towards my spouse. Like, why can't you just make more money? Like, you know, <laughs> just why can't life be easier? Why can't uh -huh. this just be the thing I thought it would be when I was right. a little girl and it wasn't. And now I'm really grateful for that because 
after I went back to work after my first maternity leave, I, I actually had a really big aha moment that I love working. I love mm -hmm. to produce. I love making money. I love yeah. finishing projects and kind of that gratis gratification that comes right. with strategic thinking and problem solving. And I mean, being a mom is without a doubt the hardest job title yes. that I carry, but I like working. And so I got to really reconcile those things. Um, but by the time my second kiddo was born, they're about two years apart. Mm -hmm. um, I, I realized that the nine to five was not allowing me to be the mom, the kind of mom that I wanted right. to be. I wanted to work. I, I had gotten over that, but mm -hmm. I, I just, I never got to be there when I wanted to be there, you know, whether it was a sick day mm -hmm. or something going on at preschool. Like I just, I felt trapped in my own life yeah. and flash forward another year and a half ish. Mm -hmm. Um, we unexpectedly got pregnant again and I suffered a miscarriage. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was one of the low points of my entire life. And I know so many women who mm -hmm. are probably listening right now share this story as well. Um, at the time, it was probably the hardest thing I had ever gone through. Talk about isolation and feeling right, alone. Yeah. I mean, I just, I just wanted to curl up in a ball and disappear mm -hmm. really in those mm -hmm. moments after that. Um, and yet something beautiful was born from that loss. And it was kind of this gift of perspective. And I started asking myself, like, if I'm so unhappy, if we're going through the motions of just this groundhog life, right, yeah. you know, living paycheck to paycheck, never seeing our kids mm -hmm. and I'm not happy, why am I doing yes, it? Exactly. And so it was this really big wake up call that came from this loss. And I actually walked in and quit my job one week later and wow. I started freelancing. Um, I made a lot of mistakes. I worked really, really hard. Um, for a while I teetered on that hustle mentality, but mm -hmm. luckily we, we learned not to do that, <laughs> but, um, but I made it work. Right. Mm -hmm. I did what I had to do. I had a fire lit of like, we still have bills. Um, and that's really where the free mama was born. Mm -hmm. It was another three years after that, that I finally launched a community. And I felt this really deep calling that I was meant to teach what I had learned the right. hard way yeah. um, to other women, not just to make their journey easier with mm -hmm. my lessons learned in coaching and teaching, mm -hmm. but more specifically, making sure women knew what was available to them. Yes, because uh -huh. all I was seeing was people either feeling trapped at a job or feeling like network marketing was like the only way to be able to make money from home. Right. And we don't have to go down a whole big trail of knocking it, but statistically speaking, 99.7% of people who engage in a multi-level marketing company end up losing money. Mm -hmm. And that was my experience. Okay. And so I felt very passionate about how can I teach women how to leverage their own skills to become self-employed. Um, and, and, you know, my whole thing is teach right. women how to work from home and live this totally awesome guilt-free life on their own terms. Yes. I and love and that. so that's, you know, that was, that was the five minute story of <laughs> seven-year journey. <laughs> right. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> awesome. So kind of um, tell us a little bit about like, what were you, like, what was driving you, you know, back then when you were first getting started and everything with yeah. your business? Such a good question because this has really evolved. And, and I think a lot of people who teach business start with this concept of like, what's your why, right? Mm -hmm. And it's, it, it is the best place to start. So if yeah. you're listening and you're wanting to start a business or you're early on, maybe you're struggling with motivation or momentum in your business. Like if you're not super rooted in why you're doing what you're doing, 
it's always going to be easier to find something else. Mm-hmm. And, and when I first started, you know, or first had the idea of working from home, my, my motivation was my kids. It was this idea of like, I want to be available for them. I want to be there for them. But the reality is you can't, you can be a good mom and hold a full-time job. I believe Mm -hmm. that it just wasn't working for me. It wasn't what I wanted. Um, and, and part of that was the time away from home and the fact that I'm a control freak and, (laughs) and a hard worker, right? It's like, if Mm -hmm. I can finish my work by one, why should I be a seat warmer till five? Like logically that didn't make sense to me. And so I, I think I had kind of this entrepreneurial spirit that, you know, society had tried to suppress. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I brought out, but as time went on, I really learned, like, I do my bit, like it, it kind of went from, I, I want to do this for my kids. Cause I want to mm-hmm. be home with my kids to, I want to do this for myself because yeah. it fulfills me to, and, and it feels like my purpose to mm-hmm. now, what really brings me the most joy is, is my students and like the impact and seeing yeah. the ripple effects of how it changes other people's lives. So my why has really evolved, Mm -hmm. um, but I've always stayed close to it. And because I'm rooted to it, I I haven't really faced quite as many struggles in terms of staying motivated Mm -hmm. because I know why I'm doing what I'm doing. Exactly. Every step of business. Right. It is a good place to start, but I think you have to be honest with yourself. Um, and it can never be as superficial as like money or even, I mean, I would even say your kids is somewhat of a superficial reason because someday your kids are going to grow up and leave the house. Like, Mm -hmm then what are you going to go back and get a job? Well, it's fine. I'm not judging you, but like, Mm -hmm. let's have, let's have the self-awareness about why, what we're doing, we're doing what we're doing because, and you know, this, it's always easier. Choose your heart is the same, right? Uh Going to a job and feeling overwhelmed is hard. Starting a business is hard, right? Which kind of hard, which which hard do you want? want. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. I can totally identify with that. Like, yeah, knowing your why number one is always going to be that thing that's going to push you through those hard times. You know, if you keep that in your mind and like you said, whatever that is, if it's, um, and you were hundred percent right, it can never just be money. You know, money is no. never really the goal. What your goal is, is what's that money going to do for you? That money is going to exactly. give you time freedom. That money is going to give you the freedom to stay well with your kids, you know, and go to their soccer games or go to these little things that they have during the day or, or like me, stay home with my son when he's sick, you know, and not have yeah. to yeah, worry about talking to a boss or getting permission or having that guilt oh. of having to choose, you know? So, yes. yes. And that those first few years, I mean, my life has changed very substantially over the mm-hmm. last seven years, but th- I think honestly, the biggest changes came in those first few years mm-hmm. and they, you know, I've done a lot of hard things. I've had to have a lot of courage to do things yeah. that were very scary for me easier now. I mean, I remember the first time I even did a podcast interview. I thought I was going to like poop my pants and, <laughs> and now I don't even think twice, but mm-hmm. having the courage to get started, mm-hmm. that's, that's the hard part, right? You're breaking down all kinds of belief systems about mm-hmm. what's possible and, and what you can do and what other yes. people think about you and fear of failure and fear of success and imposters yes. and all the things. All that. Um, and, and I'll be honest, the fear doesn't go away. It just changes. It evolves into a different mm-hmm. type of fear. Awesome. Know? Well, that, that, um, that last statement you made actually kind of leads very nicely to my next question, because, you know, like you said, there's all these things that are coming at you that could very easily stop you, you know, very easily like, you know what, it's just easier to get a job, you know, like abort mission and all this stuff. So kind of like, um, you know, what was some of the challenges you faced in your journey when you were starting your business? We just do not have enough time. Okay. (laughs) Um, I would say there have been, let's see if I can remember them all four probably big things I had to overcome. The first was when I very first started freelancing and I was really faced with imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. 
um, because, you know, I'm this little, how old was I when I started? I don't know, 27 ish, mm-hmm. somewhere around there. I was in my late twenties. I had a couple kids already. I was a young, young bride, young mom. Mm-hmm. Um, and I grew up with social media <laughs> and the internet more uh-huh. or less, you know, right. and yet I kept telling myself that everybody knew more than me. Mm-hmm. Like they're going to figure out that I don't actually know what I'm doing. Right. And, 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 and now that I've coached literally thousands of women, it's such this recurring theme where we doubt our abilities and we doubt our skill mm-hmm. set, And we just have this world perception that everybody else has their stuff together right. and we are a hot mess. And so that was my first <laughs> limiting belief that I really had to get over myself so that I could get those first few clients as like, mm-hmm. no, you do offer something valuable. Like right. you might not know everything. You might not be speaking on stages as an expert in social media, mm-hmm. but you know, more than that 60 year old man yes. who's trying to sell real estate, who can't even create a Facebook account. Yes. Like, and so I think we have to kind of use logic mm-hmm. to get over kind of that imposter syndrome. Um, the next fear was actually when I launched the free mama movement. So now I was kind of getting into coaching and course creation and really mm-hmm. trying to take this mission out and, and to help other people right. um, by teaching them how to freelance. And my biggest fear hands down um, was about what other people thought about me. Mm-hmm. Um, really, huge. really, Oh, huge. For, uh, for about nine months, I, I kind of talked myself out of it. Um, you know, anytime I ever saw someone on the internet who was doing something even remotely similar, I'd be like, well, like it's too late for me. Right. I yeah. Started earlier. And then by the time I was like, decided, no, I'm going to start this business. Like it's, I I feel called to do this. Mm -hmm. I was terrified about the idea of like announcing. I knew I had to Uh logically, but (laughs) I felt paralyzed of like, what are other people going to think about me? Like I'm going to like, now we see, I feel like a lot more audio and visual all the time, but Facebook lives were still relatively new when I started. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. people are watching those. <laughs> like, isn't that the whole thing? I know, right? But I They're was gonna terrified see me. of judgment and people uh-huh. not liking me or not agreeing with me. And um, it, it was a very real fear that I had to work through. And for that one, what I really had to tell myself is, you know, do I care more about what I think about myself or more of what they think of me? Right. And I want to make myself proud and I feel called to do this. And I want to know that I gave it every, maybe it won't work, Mm -hmm. but I want to know that I gave it my all and, and wasn't held back by other people's perception. And so that's kind of how I worked through that one. Um, one quick external thing that showed up was, uh, in 2018, I lost my Facebook ads account, which doesn't seem like a huge deal, Uh except I had not really learned to be a good CEO yet. Like I hadn't learned to be a good problem solver. Mm -hmm. And so what I really had to do there is, is again, learn to go to the logical side of fear and, and go, okay, what are my options? And the, and here's a good, totally cliche quote for you Mm -hmm. is that stuff doesn't happen to you. It happens for you. Yes. And so for me, the gift of that was perspective. I had all my eggs in one basket in my business. Mm -hmm. I had no diversification of where my leads or my traffic was coming from. And I was playing really small and it taught mm-hmm. me some really big lessons. And then last but not least, I think I said four, this yes. is four. Uh-huh. Last but not least, <laughs> current, my most current fear is really it's evolved into now that I have accomplished all of these things, I have a little bit of a fear of success where I'm like, mm-hmm. could it all go away? Or right. like, could I grow so big that 
cancel culture slips in or mm -hmm. can I grow so big that it somehow harms my family or my relationships? And so again, at every, at every level, you're going to have fears, but mm -hmm. it's not about not having fears. It's about learning to take courageous, intentional steps in right. spite of those fears. Yes, exactly. Which I think is the definition of, isn't the definition of courage. It's like, it's not, um, it's not having errors. So it's something like that. It's like, it's not the fear itself. It's doing something in spite of the fear. Yeah. Something like that. Yes. Definition it, should be. <laughs> it should be right. Hello. Thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> Well, that's awesome. Um, and yeah, a lot of the things you said, I mean, that's totally the external, um, you know, fears and challenges, you know, create the internal ones and, you know, so like the imposter syndrome, just not feeling you're enough. And even the fear of success, like what you, you know, just touch on that briefly. A lot of people think that fear of failure is this big thing. And it, I mean, it is, you know, you, is. of course it is a big thing, but I like that you touched on the fear of success. Cause that's something I struggle with. Like I've been a serial entrepreneur and it's like in everything I've tried to do, I, you know, quote unquote succeeded at that, you know, but then but it falls apart or this happens or, you know, it didn't go the way I wanted it to, or it didn't succeed the way that I thought it would. And like all these things, you know, and then, so that's like, yeah, I've never, I don't have that fear of um, failure, but that fear of success is something real too, because there's different challenges and things that come along with that as well. For sure. I'm glad that, yeah, you're very, I'm a, yeah, I appreciate that honesty. Stay tuned next week as we continue talking with Lauren and learn how taking messy action on your goals can lead to those small wins that make what you once thought was impossible, possible. Thank you for your time today. And if you know anyone that needs to hear this message, please share. I'm Derica, and this has been another episode of The Mompreneur Society.